Now, it's 2024, and that means Generation Alpha is rising. What's Generation Alpha? Generation Alpha is the only generation born fully in the 21st century. Other generations, whether it's Millennial, whether it's Gen Z, they have some people born in the 20th century, some people born in the 21st. Generation Alpha is the only generation that's fully in the 21st century. And the oldest of them are about 13 years old. The youngest of them are going to be born this year, this coming year. Now, this is a landmark generation. They're really the first generation in history to live fully online. Their members have grappled with all sorts of things, and they can spend more money easily at their age than any other previous generation, mostly just through a mobile phone. I'll tell you, when I was 12, I had a tough time spending money that wasn't cash. That's not a problem any 12-year-old has these days. But what led me, what that got me thinking, seeing this Generation Alpha come of age, is a callback to something that we talked a little bit about before, but I think bears repeating because the more we learn about this, the more alarming it becomes. This is the, a generation whose whole life they've been spied upon. They now think and will grow up thinking that being spied upon is normal. They don't think anything about it is unusual. They not only live their life as voyeurs uh, and posting content for other voyeurs on things like TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, you name it, et cetera, et cetera, but they think it's totally normal to walk down the street and have cameras look at you. They think it's totally normal to have a camera take a photo of you while you're speeding. They think it's totally normal to have your mobile phone, something that is supposed to be performing you a service, listen to your conversation and then send you ads based on what's in that conversation. Well, if you thought that your cell phone or Alexa or Google device or your ring camera were the worst thing, were the worst Things spying on you, think again, because it turns out your car is one of the worst offenders when it comes to protecting your privacy. Mozilla, the company that built the Firefox internet browser and is now a leading watchdog for consumer privacy data, they found cars are the worst product category they have ever reviewed for privacy. Understand, your car gives you less privacy than your mobile phone or your Ring camera, or your Alexa device, or anything else, according to Mozilla. So this should alarm everybody. And how come nobody's talking about this? This is bad. Cars have more and more cameras, and they have interior cameras now. They're always watching. That's not just a word from me. That's Bernard Chow speaking with uh, Channel 7 in Denver. He's a privacy law professor at the University of Denver. And if you think about it, your car is basically these days a rolling computer on wheels. And for many of us, we're not only we not only use the car to get around, we live in it. It's basically for a lot of people an extension of your office. So, a lot a lot of times it's convenient to be able to say, "Hey Siri, read my text messages" and to have your phone contacts on there, and to have whatever radio, uh, or it's not even radio, whatever podcast or streaming platforms you want on your car, all built in, and GPS, but there's a price that you're paying for this. 
And the price that you're paying is that people you don't know have access to all of your data. Not only where you're going, not only who you're talking to, not only what you're listening to, but everything. All 25 car companies Mozilla reviewed failed miserably at protecting your data and privacy. The worst offenders were Cadillac, Hyundai, and Nissan, um, or, or among the worst offenders. The absolute worst is Tesla, which when you think about it, it makes sense because that Tesla is totally computerized. Nissan, for example, says they can collect your information. This is part of the agreement that you signed. Nissan says they can collect your information about sexual activity. Kia says they can collect information about your sex life. And there were four companies that said in the agreement that you sign when you buy or lease a car that nobody reads, that they can collect genetic information. The mountain of paperwork that you sign when you buy or lease a car essentially gives manufacturers the rights to all of your data. Anything you do in that car. And think of how frightening that is. We know how reliant these auto manufacturers are on the government for any number of things. Do you think if the state police or the municipal police or the FBI come knocking on uh, Cadillac's door asking for your information, that Cadillac is going to have any hesitance about handing that over without a warrant? course not. In the huge stack of paper that you signed to get your car, no one gets into the details. Mozilla found 84% of car manufacturers share your data. Think about that. 76% of them say they sell it. So you're listening to X, Y, or Z. You're traveling to A, B, or C. You're talking to so-and-so, so-and-so, or so-and-so. They are have your data, and 76% of them are selling it to someone else. So not only are you making money for the car company by buying or leasing a car, but they're making money off you by selling your personal preferences to someone else. 56% of vehicle manufacturers say they will share personal information about you with government or law enforcement upon request without a court order. Basically, what we've done gradually in society is we have made the Fourth Amendment almost non-existent. We've made it kind of a, a civil right in name only. Because if the government can get access to all the information it wants about you, where you're going, who you're talking to, what you're listening to, without a warrant, without a court order, then what does the Fourth Amendment even mean? 